now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe, your host here every week. We bring you tips, education, and updates on home-related matters. Whether you are in the real estate market or if you're looking for things to do around the house, maintenance ideas, decorating, whatever, this is a great place to be. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners. Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance. The Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs. And Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Bove. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. It's been my pleasure being your host here every week. I've been selling real estate here in Greater Victoria since 1991. I've handled hundreds of transactions here in Greater Victoria, helped a lot of people move to our fair city, and also a lot of people move out. Not as many, mind you. More people do come here than, uh, than they do leave. But we have very vast, far-reaching connections across the country, also down in the States as well, too. So if you're looking for help or if you are thinking about doing something, whether it be an investment property or time for a move, we'd be happy to help. I'm proud to be ranked as one of the top producing REMAX agents in Western Canada as well. So hopefully I have some skills and abilities that I can share with you. You can find me and the rest of our whole Home Show team members by visiting cfax1070.com. Look under Shows. There you'll find us, The Whole Home Show, with me, Tony Joe. All of our contact information is there, or of course, you could always reach out to me as well, too. This week, we are going to be having a chat about what's going on out there in the market. We all know that there's changes afoot. Interest rates have come up. The inventory level is rising. Is the demand still there? What is happening in the Victoria market you know, multiple offers, bidding wars, that seems to be kind of days of the past now. But does that mean the market is dead? And that's what we want to learn about, uh, not just from here in Greater Victoria, but across the country as well, too. So I have called upon some of my good friends, starting with Darren German at McDonald Realty in Surrey, talking about his area there. He's also past president of the Fraser Valley Real Estate Board, a good friend of mine. We're also involved in a real estate training company together. We're going to have another uh, trip east-east, so all the way to the other side, to Halifax, with another friend, Adam Cooper. He is with the Bajoglo team at Remax Nova, the top producing real estate team in Halifax to hear about what's going on there. And we're going to end the day uh, chatting with yet another good friend of mine, actually a really good friend of mine, Tony Acoviello at Remax Escarpment in Hamilton. Of course, Hamilton is one of those areas that's gotten a lot of news in the pandemic times because it exploded. Their marketplace went nuts. And it was one of those things about being an expansion area of a greater metropolitan city, Toronto, after all. And in some respects, we have that same kind of effect over here as almost a uh, bedroom community is not the right word, but an expansion area of Greater Vancouver. So we're going to have a great conversation with my three friends. We're going to show you about what's going on in their respective marketplaces, but more importantly, telling us what is going on there. Because with this information, we can actually extrapolate what's happening over here or what will be happening over here. Because as I said at the start, changes are afoot. We always start our show with a topic, a conversation, or a subject that one of our listeners has brought up. And if you have something you'd like to bring up with us, 
just give us a call. You can call me at 250-419-7439 or email me, Tony at primeteam.ca. Find me on Google. Just look up Tony Joe, Victoria, British Columbia. You should be able to find me. And I know you can because I hear from listeners every week. Today, I want to chat about the moving day. So this is something that has come up a few times recently because when you think about it, you're going to move from point A to point B. You've got a sale in hand. You have a closing date. Let's just say you are moving from a home that you are selling to another home that you are buying. And there are two dates. There's actually three dates, but the two key ones that I want to talk about here are the closing date. And that would be when the money changes hands. That would be when you receive money from your buyer and your lawyer or notary sends that money to yours, the person you're buying the house from. So it goes from one person to the next person, very much in a daisy chain action. And then the transfers, uh, the title is transferred in, in between all parties. So that's an important one too, because the title transfers, the money transfers, that's completion date. The next date is possession date. So that's when you actually physically have to either leave your existing house or when you have access to the new house. And this is a tricky thing. This is a delicate balancing act because I will tell you, uh, we get asked a lot of time uh, times, both from clients and from people in the community. They say, well, if I've paid the money for the house on say Friday, how come I can't move in Friday? Typically you see possession date is 12 noon the next day. And, you know, we get excited. We've just spent all this money on this house. We want access. To, I gave you the money. You know, maybe the uh, close of the land titles office at one o'clock in the afternoon on Friday. I would like to have access to my house. But you can't because it depends on what the contract says. And if the contract says 12 o'clock noon the next day, then that is when you have to wait until. Now, what happens if you are moving out of your house? You know, you start wondering, hold on a second. But the possession, but the closing date is Friday on both properties. Like I said, money changes hands, title changes hands. And the possession of the house I'm leaving is Saturday at noon. And I get possession of the house I'm buying also at Saturday at noon. How does that work? Well, if you can believe it, folks, happens more than often, uh, more often than not, where when your moving truck is leaving from your house, your buyer's moving truck is pulling up into your driveway at the exact same time. There is rarely the luxury or opportunity to be able to uh, have a break between the two houses. You know, a concern that people often has, have is cleaning. Do they have time to clean the house? And it is a very hectic time. You know, of that, there is no question at all. Now, it is different if you're buying a house that is vacant. You know, for instance, new construction or something where the people have already moved out, you can have that closing date that Friday, as I said, the Friday, it can happen all the way up until 5 p.m. The land titles office will not guarantee a specific time. They can't tell you it's going to be at nine o'clock in the morning or 11 o'clock or two o'clock or whatever. The contract actually says that it has all the way up to the end of the business day to close. And sometimes that happens at four o'clock, five o'clock. So it is impractical, even with a new house to ask for a possession any sooner than five o'clock that day. Every once in a while, I'll get a contract come in uh, from a realtor, usually a newer one that says closing date Friday, possession date noon on Friday. That can't happen, folks. And it can't happen because the money is likely not going to change hands and nobody has influence with the land titles office 
to make closing happen any quicker. So it's a very complicated matter, but that's what you need your realtor for. Your realtor will go through the dates with you uh, because there's a lot to know about that. I did allude to the fact that there was a third date as well too. The third date, by the way, is adjustment date. That is the day that you start becoming responsible for property taxes, strata fees, house insurance, and things like that. So if you have questions, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I love hearing from you. Uh, just get in touch. Happy to answer any questions you have. We need to take our first break here. When we come back, we'll be visiting Surrey, British Columbia with my friend Darren German at McDonald Realty. Back in a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show. We're having a trip across the country because, you know, things have changed. We're hearing in the media about it not being a crazy market anymore. It was white hot seller's market. Remember that whole multiple offers, bidding wars, offers in the fourth day and no building inspections or any of that kind of stuff. Well, hey, in short order, there's been a shift. And some people, though, have wondered, does that mean it's a buyer's market again? Does that mean deals are being made? Does that mean that, um, you know, it's a great time for buyers? Well, we're going to learn that because we can tell you the story from here in Victoria. But today, like I said, we're going across the country. We're having guests from Hamilton, Ontario, from Halifax, Nova Scotia. And our first guest today is a friend of mine, Darren German. Darren is in Surrey at McDonald Realty. Uh, Darren, thanks for coming back. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here. We were ca catching up and uh, I, I know that you've been on the program before. See, one of the reasons why you don't remember necessarily is because one of the other things about Darren our listeners should know about is you get a lot of media time because you, like me, were the uh, past president of your association or the Fraser Valley Real Estate Board a few years ago. Or what year was that? That was back in 2020. I, you know, it feels like all the time has been erased due to, due to COVID, so it's hard to remember now. But yeah, 2020, which seems like a lifetime ago. Yeah, and you were on global TV, uh, was it last week, talking about uh, open houses. So again, you know, you and I are both familiar with the world of, uh, of media and, uh, and talking about our trade, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, tell us about what's going on in your neck of the woods. So uh, what's happening in uh, the Fraser Valley? Yeah, well, you I mean, you summed it up very, very well, Tony. Like yeah, we were coming from uh, just a, a white hot market where, uh, you know, even the word crazy is is probably underestimating how crazy it was. And it, the it, things have changed and, and, and for the better, mind you, you know, I, I think that's important for everybody listening to understand is uh, things have really started to balance out and we've seen uh, a big, big slide and not a slide in a detrimental way, but a big slide back to getting the market more into a comfortable, maybe you could call it a neutral zone where buyers are having a lot more opportunity. There's a lot more time to shop. There's a lot more time to look around. There's a lot more listings to take a look at and buyers can be a lot more comfortable going out there and even getting some conditions on their offers and, and just being able to make really great decisions again, which is awesome for the consumer. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, it, it was during that white hot time when you, when you consider buying your biggest asset a million dollar or a million and a half or whatever the value is and only looking at it for 15 minutes and not having the opportunity to uh, uh, to do more due diligence. Uh, it's just the strangest thing, right? Great for sellers at the time. Yeah, well, and 
the, I think the public doesn't always recognize too that we represent two sides of a transaction, not not at the same time, but we represent both sires, uh, sellers and buyers. And we would do the best we could for our buyers under the circumstances. But there's still, there was a lot of times where buyers had to make quick decisions where maybe they didn't have a chance to get an appraisal done on a property, or maybe they didn't have a chance to do a home inspection. And, you know, we would get 99% of the information that we could, but there was still that element of going into these transactions where we couldn't say that, you know, you were fully covered. And, and so we're getting back to a marketplace now where buyers have the leverage again, buyers have the choice and, and it's great because they, number one, they deserve it. That's how it healthy real estate market should probably function uh, is making sure when people are making these massive investments in their in your, their family's financial future that uh, they have the opportunity to make good choices and and so it's, it's been really nice to see that come back and and for you know people like you and I we get to do our jobs again uh, you know we get to market properties appropriately and have rational you know comfortable conversations with our sellers and help them get it right and excel in the marketing and for our buyers we're there to protect them we're there to guide them we're there to help them make one of the biggest financial transactions of their lives and and do it intelligently so it's it's been really nice to move back to that that oh well, you know I'm, I'm glad you bring that up uh I, you know and it may be because both of us were also in organized real estate but people do forget because they often think oh the realtors the real estate community is so bad and evil because they push buyers and yada 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 and you just reminded us uh, about the fact that we're along for the ride with buyers as well. So a lot of that frustration and grief and sadness and heartbreak that our buyers had in the past two years, we suffered alongside with them too, right? Oh, absolutely. It was, it was tough. Like you, you want the best for these people that you work with. That's, that's actually legally what our responsibility is, is, you know, we have a duty to these people to do right by them and, and really help them out. And, and it becomes so difficult when, the deck is somewhat stacked against you just based on market conditions. And uh, so it's just been, it's been great to be able to, to build those relationships again and, and help advise people on how to do it properly. And, you know, during, during the crazy times, we did the best with what we could, you know, it, it sometimes boiled down to you either got a home or you didn't. And, yeah. and if you didn't get the home, you're going out, you're buying the next one that was unfortunately a little bit more expensive than the next. So it's just been so refreshing to get back to a, to a balanced market. And uh, I, I think I speak for the majority of our industry when, when I say that. All right. So let's talk about prices in your market area though. I mean, if the market has shifted away from that strong seller's market, what's going on with price values? So prices definitely have uh, petered out. We we actually, for the first month last month when our statistics package was released, it was the first month where we saw decreases in some of the uh, benchmark pricing across the board. So that included condominiums, townhomes, and, and detached homes. And of course, there's, there's micro markets doing different things with different sorts of products and whatnot. But just generally across the board, we did uh, see the first month of decreases in a long, long time. Um, this is a reflection of just having more property available for people to look at, which is, you know, again, great for the buyer. And also the sales have come down. So it's kind of built this uh, gap where, again, people have more, more opportunity to go and shop. I, I'm curious, Tony, for you, um, you know, like your marketplace, I somewhat have felt like the statistics are maybe a little bit behind what the reality is on the street. Um, I know your team does big volume. We're fortunate that we do uh, big volume as well. And I, I don't always feel that the stats reflect the current tone of the market. And, and I'm, I am getting 
getting a little bit of a sense of that right now. I think, um, you know, there may be a month or two behind, but um, it, it's, it's always interesting to see the new package come out. And you know, that's a, that's a really good point. And I got to tell you, Darren, I, I can't say I've considered that before, but um, it actually does make a lot of sense. And if ever there was a time to realize that it's kind of now because the pendulum, uh, uh, the pendulum switched quite swiftly this time. Like it was, it was a uh, almost like an overnight, like a like a switch kind of went off. So um, it, we may not be seeing, you know, the 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 accuracy of what happened a month ago, um, right now, right? Interesting. Yeah, I would I would agree with you. Like it's 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 almost like me telling you that Bitcoin was a great investment six months ago. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I might have looked like a hero for a short period, but certainly as of today, anyway, it's uh, it's not looking like it's doing so well. And you know, the point is there. And, and sorry to anybody that lost money in, in Bitcoin, but um, you know, the, these numbers aren't static when they're released. Uh, you know, that that's just a snapshot at a point in time. And we forget that the day after it's another day and, and the numbers are moving again. And, you know, we don't have apps on our phone to be able to track the market like we do with stocks, but um, certainly it's changing every day and it can change for the better as well. But uh, yeah, I just, I, I do feel somewhat that they, uh, they are lagging a little bit behind what the current reality is. Now, now how about your inventory? Because of course, prices have softened. One of the reasons is there's more inventory. So your inventory levels, have they increased significantly? They have. Yeah. Our inventory uh, in the Fraser Valley, as an example, has uh, tripled since December. But it was, but it was super low in December. It it was super low. Yeah, that's absolutely true. So we are, we are starting to get back to a a more uh, kind of a balance, you know, 10 year average type number, which is great. Um, And I I think that's probably going to continue to build a little bit just as, uh, as you know, these conditions kind of continue on, we know rates are going to likely continue to go up and whatnot. So we're probably going to see a little more inventory come on before it starts to kind of balance itself out more. Mm-hmm. But by, but like us, though, it would take a lot more inventory to start balancing it towards the buyer. We're still, we still have a, a healthy, if not shortage of inventory in the grand scheme of things with us anyways. Is it the same with you guys? Yeah, it is. And, you know, the, we're talking about to like a point in time where, you know, we've also got to remember the overlying economic conditions that uh, that are out there. Like, as an example, we've heard lots about the shortage of homes that are available. We've heard lots about all the people that are going to be immigrating into, you know, not only Canada, but British Columbia and, you know, especially places like Victoria and the lower mainland. And these people all need places to live, whether they rent or they buy. So there is some some bigger things at play. And even with the interest rates climbing, and, and I know you, you talk to your clients about this too. We're still low by historical standards. We're just higher from where we were months ago. But you know, nobody likes higher interest rates, of course. But you know, we're just, we're, we're we're still low by historical standards. So it's still a great time to buy. It's still a great time to be a homeowner. And 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 that's one thing that I think people really need to understand too is uh, that, you know buying a home's been great almost always. I mean, you need a place to, you need a place to put a roof over your head. You need a place to sleep and, uh, and owning a home has been a phenomenal investment for almost everybody. The fact that it ever makes money is just a byproduct because we still need to live somewhere. Totally. Yeah, Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, geez, Darren, thanks uh, very much for coming back and and joining us. Darren German, he's at uh, McDonald Realty in Surrey. It's Darren German. That's with a Y, by the way. It's uh, german.ca, G-E-R-M-Y-N.ca. I'm going to put your contact information on our CFAX uh, page here. Uh, Appreciate your insight. uh, Always, Darren. 
Yeah, thank you. Thank you to you. And uh, I'm sure your listeners uh, appreciate your awesome content, uh, excluding myself. But um, yeah, thank you. Thank <laughs> sure. you for doing this. Uh, we've got to take our break here. We'll be back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. As a reminder, you can find their contact information and mine by visiting cfax1070.com. Look under shows. There you'll find us, the whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe. All our contact information is there. Or just reach out to me. I love hearing from our loyal CFAX listeners every week. Uh, and as a reminder, if you're a podcast listener, we have all 250 episodes on iTunes and Google Play. So you can listen to the great content and guests that we've had over the past five years. We're having a continuation right now talking about the shift in the marketplace and what's happening across Canada because we are feeling it here in Victoria. Uh, but earlier we had Darren German from Surrey also past president of the Fraser Valley Real Estate Board, talking about what's going on there. Uh, our last guest today will be Tony Acoviello in Hamilton, talking about what's going on in that steel town. Uh, but our guest right now is our furthest guest, because we go way to the other coast, and that takes us to Halifax, Nova Scotia. My friend, Adam Cooper. Adam is with Remax Nova. He's on the Bajoglo team. My good friend, Thomas Bajoglo. Uh, Adam, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, you know, people often talk about Halifax and Victoria as similar. I am I am embarrassed to say I have never been to Halifax. I know you've been to Victoria. It's that whole sort of coastal military town thing, right? And everyone talks about how beautiful Halifax is. And the size is kind of similar too, right? Like we're 400 population, right? Yeah, it's about that. And I think it's, it's funny because I actually had a client and they were a judge. And they were out in Victoria and they said, if I ever retired, I would move to Nova Scotia because they just wanted to come to the other side of the coast. Yeah. And it's, it's funny how many people say that. Well, it's coastal living. Like when you live by the water, it's kind of hard not to. But this kind of brings up the interesting thing. You and I were talking, we, we were on this group discussion on Facebook yesterday. And um, during the pandemic, you, like you guys have really grown because there's been a lot of migration. As much as we've had the Toronto GTA folks migrating to Victoria, you guys have had that too, right? Yeah, we've had. And it's funny because, you know, for how, when I got, so I got into business 10 years ago and a lot of people we had that were finishing university, they would leave and they would go to Toronto and they would go to the hubs. And when the pandemic happened, not only did they come back, but a lot of people from like the GTA or, Montreal would suddenly move to Halifax because it was, I want to come to the Maritimes. This is where I want to settle now. Mm -hmm. So it, we kind of got, you know, the people that left plus other people that wanted to come as well. Yeah. Well, actually, again, similar stories, right? The, yep. the difference is, and we know this is a fact, when people talk about the coasts, one of the big things is the price differential because our price yep. is very different from yours. 100%. Okay. What's your average price right now? So right now, this would have been based uh, on our mail, May sales. So our average price is $583,695. Okay. So is that for single family or is that for all? Uh... So that'll be all. So those figures are based on all sales. So that okay. would include some new construction, some vacant land in there. But I would say if you're going single family, you're probably a little bit higher 
almost at 600,000. Okay. And that's compared to Victoria's 1.4 million, right? Yes. Yeah. So there's that bang for the buck conversation, right? Um, yeah. Now you guys, because you were always kind of undervalued before and as of the pandemic, like you had a huge increase, right? hundred percent. Like, so tw- at the end of 2019, we were around um, 309 as our average price. Yeah. So this, we've almost doubled up. In two or three years. Yeah. Two ish years, basically. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And when, and when, uh, uh, when you look at values, cause a million dollar home in Halifax is still kind of special, right? It is. It is. And that's the thing is now, like this is the first week we've kind of seen the market recede a bit and we start to see the market change yeah. and it's going to be those higher end homes that feel it because we were seeing homes that were maybe a 750 house. People were throwing $200,000 over and they're pushing them towards that million range. And now we're seeing stuff that was genuinely a million dollar property start to sit. So you can see it starting to affect the upper market. Mm -hmm. But as commonly happens, when somebody comes from a pricier marketplace like Toronto, that, you know, an extra hundred thousand or 200,000, just to make sure they got that beautiful property that was worth it for them. Right. Oh, hundred percent. And the thing is, I think, especially when you look at like, Toronto for a lot of that market was it was a size difference. It was what million dollars or what five hundred dollars or what six hundred thousand dollars got them was a completely different category of house. So that was something else to consider because and that was kind of affected our market was people coming from like Toronto or really strong markets would come into something where a local buyer would be like, well, I want to do inspection. I want to do. I want to. I don't want to pay full price because this work needs to be done. And some of Ontario would be like, here's $200,000 over asking. Thank you very much. Because (laughs) there was nothing for them to, in their mind, there was nothing to do. God. Okay. So fast forward to now. Um, So you, you guys, just like the rest of the markets, you had multiple offers, bidding wars, unconditionals. And that was kind of rare for you guys because you didn't have that when the market was busy back in 2016 or so, right? No, well, realistically for Halifax, we had a little bit of a bump in 2012 because we were landed the shipbuilding contract. Um, it arose aggressively for about the first quarter of 2013, and then it flattened and it stayed down and it stayed down all the way through to about the start of 2018. And we're in a market that maybe gained half a percent, but then lost a percent. And it just was what was just fluctuating between a flat market. And then we get into 2018 and 2019 and we started to see homes get multiple offers and it wasn't really till 2020 where we saw people hold offers and i remember i remember people in toronto telling me about this and i just thought people want to do this and then people started to do it because they had no choice yeah yeah you know it's always interesting talking to colleagues like you guys because you know we're all involved in this cross-country or north american network and it's interesting because people like you like you you know about what's going on in other marketplaces not just halifax yeah. just the same as me like i like paying attention to what's going on you know uh, out there as well so it's always kind of you know you guys were probably wondering like, you know when you look at what happened in other marketplaces that must be coming soon or whatever and it did right yeah. Well, that's the thing is, especially because you know, the Remax network stretches you so far. And like a lot of us, like even the group chat room yesterday is like to hear everyone experiencing the same things. And I can feel like we're just getting to where, you know, Tony, Tony is now. And Tony is where you were a little bit early in the year. And you can see that ripple. Tony and Hamilton, who we'll we'll be talking with in a moment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Okay. So um, what does the crystal ball hold now? Because uh, again, things have retreated a little bit. 
more uh, subject conditional offers, maybe not over list price and not the, you know, hundred or $200,000 over list price. What's it looking like for Halifax in coming days? So I think it's going to come to our biggest issue was always with the lack of inventory. And the problem is that our province is putting a really big push on trying to grow. So Halifax hit that, well, Nova Scotia hit that magic number of being a million people as a population in the fall of last year. They want to be, they want to be at 2 million by 2050. So in order to do that, they're going to have to push a lot of immigration into the province. The problem is, is that we have, there's like a land shortage here. There's not going to be any land to be built on for at least two years. So conservatively, you're asking for about 20% more sales year over year, and we're short. So I don't see us being in a situation where the market dips or has a massive correction. Yeah. It might start to plateau and level out, um, but a lot of it's going to come down to how quickly they can build and how quickly the inventory either builds up or stays. Um, if it drops off or we have an economic change, then we might see home prices start to dip. But like you said, we've been underpriced for quite a bit. So I think for, for, for us, I think we'll probably see We've hit that high point. We'll probably stay at that high point for a little bit. Yeah. Um, we might get back into an accelerating market if the inventory starts to attract again. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. You know, people often forget about those, those factors, you know, those reasons why towns are what they are. We talk about yeah. that here in Victoria. We're government, military, uh, we're lifestyle, retirement, uh, university, uh, uh, to everything, right? And Halifax same way as well too. Wow. So much great yeah. stuff. Uh, listen, um, if people need to reach you, talk about Halifax, what's the best way? Adam? Uh, you can get a hold of me. Uh, I'm, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Uh, you can go to halifaxmetrohomes.com, which is our team website. Um, I'm Adam Cooper underscore CA everywhere else. And there's the good old fashioned telephone at 902-830-6778. <laughs> and just as a reminder to our listeners, he's four hours ahead. So we got to be, you know, we have to be uh, 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 courteous of time change. It's always a funny thing. Um, uh, always enjoy speaking with you, my friend. I look forward to the day we manage to get together at our next conference, which is coming up soon, right? October. First time in two is going to be, you know, almost three years. So uh, thanks for your insight and uh, good to hear about what's happening. We need to take a break here. We'll be back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're having a trip, another trip, because we do this every once in a while, across the country, because we want to hear about what's going on in real estate markets outside of Victoria. Now, why are we doing this again? It's because, you know, things have changed. We've had a shift in the marketplace out there. There's a lot of news out there in the media, and of course, everyone's got their opinions about what's going on. The sky is falling and all that kind of stuff. But is it really? So our last guest for the today for today is in Hamilton, Ontario. Uh, my good friend Tony Acoviello. He's with Remax Remax Escarpment. Uh, Tony, thanks for coming back. You've been here before on our program. Oh, I have a few times, and you've been around chatting with me too, and uh, real estate and trivia podcasts and movie stuff. And well, and, and you know what? I should actually admit, I should freely admit, the reason why we're talking right now is because I was on your podcast earlier today, and I'm thinking, you know what? This is a good topic to talk about because yeah. people want to know. So, Hamilton is one of those areas we have been reading about over the course of the past two years, and mm-hmm specifically Hamilton has been an exploding marketplace. Like it just yeah. went nuts. So what happened and what's going on now? 
Yeah. I mean, we've been in a very prolonged seller's market. I'm, I'm finishing up uh, a little over 12 years or pretty close to 12 years in the business. So I've seen a, a few things happening, um, but especially in the last few years, it's just sort of a magnification of what had been going on previously. You know, we, we you know, as well as I do, we get ups and downs in the market. And our last sort of big one was 2017. We had really low inventory and low interest rates and just a big buyer demand. And that fueled uh, increasing prices, rapidly increasing prices. And we were seeing double digit year over year growth. Uh, and then once we got into the pandemic, we could tell, I remember early 2020 in January, February, early 2020, before uh, COVID was really a big thing in the news in Canada anyways, and before any shutdowns, we were already having a really hot, busy market. Um, but then COVID hit, a lot of things changed. Interest rates uh, remained really, really low. Uh, and our inventory just dried up, you know, for various reasons. A lot of people just didn't want, you know, people looking at their houses or whatever it might be. Um, and our inventory just dried up. Like in, in 2017 was our record year for us prior to, and our inventory hit the lowest levels we had seen in decades. And that was about 1,100 homes available in all of the Hamilton Burlington area, which for people who don't know is a service area of about you know, getting close to three quarters of a million people. And with Toronto just 45 minutes down the road, there's another few million people that make their way this way. Uh, so 1,100 homes for that many people is not a lot. And you know, throughout the pandemic, uh, we saw the inventory numbers dropping lower and lower and lower. And so we had a super busy market. We had year over year growth of like, 20 plus percent. Uh, that's what's compounded every year kind of thing. And we had our inventory just this last December, end of month inventory was less than 200 properties. And that's everything. Detached homes, townhouses, condos, uh, whatever you want to look at available for our entire service area. Uh, like literally we talked about this before. Yeah, Sorry. And again, the, po the population months. again in Hamilton is Hamilton, the city of Hamilton's 550,000, but we also include Burlington, which is another 75,000 and Grims in a few other outlying areas. Okay. So that's in our immediate service area. It's almost three quarters. Of okay. So, so let's just remind our listeners here, Victoria, 400,000 population and listings typically, you know, our low in listings was somewhere around 700 or 800. Mm -hmm. That's the lowest we've ever been right now. We're at 1700. So you guys at yeah. 500 plus thousand, you hit 200 at some point. Yeah, we had, a, I, I can't remember now. I can go back and look. I think it was 186 Holy uh, at cow. the end of December. That's active listings at the end of December. Yeah. And again, from our service area, we're about 45 minutes to Toronto, which is, you know, a couple million people in Toronto, which move in this way. And about, you know, half an hour, 40 minutes the other way, it's Niagara Falls and Bordertown. And so we're, you know, we're really in the Golden Horseshoe, really in the greater Toronto area. Um, so we've got an influx of people from everywhere. And that's just not a lot. <laughs> and, you know, to compare that, like I said, now, you know, things have changed a little bit. So we had 0.2 months of inventory, which, you know, that means if, if we just stopped listing houses for sale and just used what we had in six and a half days, we would have sold out of our inventory. We would have oh, nothing okay. Left and again, to compare to Victoria here for, for everyone listening. Um, so last month we were at 1700 listings and 761 sales. So that's just over two months of inventory. And go. then when I look at last year, it was around one. So last year was super busy, low inventory, high demand. And for us, a busy market is 1.4 months of inventory. And then you guys are talking 0.2. 
0.2. Yeah. And, wow. and it stayed like that for a long time, like 0.2, 0.3, 0.4. Yeah. All of that basically translates to roughly a week or 10 days worth of housing inventory, which mm-hmm. is not a lot. And right now uh, things have changed, you know, like the prices went up to a it peaked, you know, because we were so low and we had the demand stayed steady, but the inventory dropped so low and people were fighting over every, anything they could find basically. And, you know, prices peaked in, in January, February, March. And then suddenly we got interest rates went up a little bit. Same as across the country, Bank of Canada raised their interest rates a few times over the last couple months. And our inventory just exploded. I think a lot of people, like we finally got to the point where for almost the 100% of the restrictions have been lifted. I mean, you still have to wear uh, masks in a few different places and like healthcare settings and stuff like that. But generally speaking, most of the restrictions are all gone. So people are feeling a bit more comfortable. And just in the month of May, I don't remember what our month end inventory was, but we had 2,600 new listings hit the market. And we've got about, now we're about what where you guys are. We've got about 1.7 months of inventory available. So yeah. now we've got a, a not quite a balanced market yet, but we're heading in that direction. Oh, and that's a key point. The key point is it's still a seller's market. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And this yeah. is what, because again, it's interesting how, how people kind of choose their own narrative. So we've heard a lot of people say, you know, buyers, especially it's like, Oh, we're reading the news. Uh, prices are down. So, you know, uh, right. time for a deal, not quite there yet. No, no, they're down. Like they're down compared to that, that extra super peak that we had in January, February, March, because of that super, super low inventory, like I said, fewer than 200 homes on the market situation. Mm-hmm. But year over year, this May compared to last May, we're almost 18% higher on the average price. Yeah. So prices are still climbing. Uh, and the, the big shift, I think, is, you know, because things were so busy, they were selling in less than a week. Yeah. You put them on the market, you do your best to hold offers so people actually have a chance to get in and see these things. Uh, but then there's a frenzy a bit. And now, Things are selling, still selling, but it might take two weeks. It might take less than a month. Oh my goodness! And but you know what? In a normal market, two weeks was a was a dream. Fantastic. Yeah, right? our average days on market here hovered around high thirties, low forties, so yes. a month and a half, roughly. And that was the average. Some stuff took a lot longer. Some stuff went quickly. Oh, but how how soon we forget though? Because you know, of yep. course, people are like, oh, "What do you mean? I haven't sold in four days? What's going yeah. on? Right? What's wrong? Why don't people love my house?" Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then conditions too. So you guys are seeing more conditions coming on offers, right? Yeah. Like there was a pressure, of course, in any market, regardless of what kind of market you're in. If you're, if you're trying to put an offer on a property that has a lot of people interested in it, you know, and you've got five, six, seven, 10, 15 offers on a property, which, you know, even before all this stuff like that was happening in Toronto, it was happening in different pockets here in Hamilton, depending on how popular the neighborhoods were and stuff. When you're in that situation, uh, a lot of buyers as a mar- as a bargaining tool, as a strategy, will waive their conditions, will submit offers, as you know. Um, you guys call them subjects, we call them conditions, but basically things like home inspections, financing conditions, and all that sort of stuff. They'll just go into offers without them to make their offer more attractive. And that became the norm over the last couple of, two, couple of years. And now, yeah, I, even we just sold a property where the seller was able to put a condition to make sure that they could buy a house and, you know, and we've had home inspection conditions come back. So that's thankfully the direction we're headed. Cause I think that makes everybody uh, a little bit more comfortable with the transaction. It's a, it's a little more sane. It's a little more sane. Yeah. I, I, I prefer to give the buyers a financing condition so they can go back to their lender 
whether it's a bank or a credit union or whatever it might be, and actually get them to verify that, yes, we, we can supply you the money that you need to buy this thing. So come closing, we know we're confident or more confident that we're going to have a smooth closing for everybody versus like, you know, what's happening now is a lot of people took a chance, you know, they got involved in that and then found out after the fact that, you know, maybe the appraisal didn't come in quite as high and they're going to have to come up with that extra little, little chunk of money to make up the difference. And not everybody could. Uh, so that's, you know, not a, a situation that we really like to be in. Yeah. We'd much rather prefer a balanced market where everybody has a chance to take a breath, you know, negotiate fair prices and conditions for everyone and, and just sort of go in, you know, everybody's well-informed and, and sort of like the, the ideal real estate transaction where everybody's not feeling pressure to do anything. <laughs> for sure. Um, now, earlier today, when we were talking, you, you were yeah. talking about the price increase in Hamilton. Um, yeah. and what example were you using again? It was, was it 2018 or something? Yeah. Yeah. I had a fa- funny enough. I had a Facebook memory pop up where I yeah. shared at the time it was sometime in 2018. So this was after yeah. about a year after our crazy 2017 market. And I had shared an article at the time where the average price, according to the real estate board was 575,000, I believe around yeah. there. Yeah. And that was in 2018 and at its peak, you know, back in January, February, uh, our, the highest average price that we reported was close to 1.1 million. So, and that's dipped slightly. And so the May numbers were 995,000 okay. and change. Okay. So let's uh, talk about that. 575 to a million. Okay. Let's talk about that then. So it doubled in four years. Yep. Almost, and then, yeah. and then even with the retraction that marketplaces like Hamilton has seen in the past couple of months, yes. it's still what, you know, call it 40, whatever. Yeah. Uh, a big number. <laughs> a big number, right? So yeah. very interesting. Um, and, and I remember too, of course, you know, like I said at the start, we we're reading about all these stories about Hamilton. It's because it, it's it's that sort of expansion area of, yeah. of Toronto, right? Um, how about looking forward here? Like what's yeah. what is happening? Like are people um, are they moving back to the to downtown yeah. or what's what's going on? Yeah, Hamilton's an interesting place because you know, a lot of people moved out of Toronto and got cottages because they thought they could work remotely forever. Uh, so you're seeing some contraction and stuff there. But Hamilton's a, an interesting place because it's it's been a bedroom community for surrounding areas for a while. Mm-hmm. And it's, it also has a very low unemployment rate. So there's options available, right? So we really haven't seen a reverse migration like some places are seeing. Okay. Uh, so I think it's going to be steady. I think, you know, as... Like any other time, like in, in a, any other market, as inventory increases and as interest rates creep up, which we anticipate that they will, we'll probably have a little bit more of a cooling off of the average price. But, you know, if we end up with a 10% higher average price this year than we did last year, it's still a gain. Yeah. You know, t- traditionally when I started and even before I started real estate, I think the average annual increase in Hamilton just due to inflation and whatever was somewhere between four to five percent. People annually. were happy with that. That yeah, was and just yeah, chug, yeah. chugged along. You and know, there and, are sometimes, and, and people who own in the 80s know there's sometimes it goes backwards. But yeah. the thing is, it tends to rebound pretty quick. Oh my goodness. Tony, thanks for joining us today again. Uh, my last guest for today, Tony Acaviello at Remax Escarpment. Uh, if people need to reach you, Tony, what's the best way? Best way is, you know, find me online. You can go to the geek, the geeky agent.com. It's yep. the website or anywhere on social media, just at the geeky agent. 
um, whether you're on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, you'll find me there. And uh, yeah, most of my contact information is there and we have fun as much as we can as well as doing real estate. And, so. and of course, one of the reasons why we know each other so well is I am also part of the League of Real Estate Geeks which one of the maybe we'll, yeah. we'll talk about another time on our program here. Uh, thanks, Tony. Thanks for joining us. And to the rest of our guests today, a great conversation. Uh, and to you, my listeners, we'll be here for you this time next week.